This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Welcome to everybody. I have John and Lanny with me on the Lafora Talk Show. This is our first Lafora Talk Show of the year, and it's our ninth Lafora Talk Show in total. So we have done, been doing this for nine sessions, and the, the response has been incredible. Thank you to everybody from all over the world who has been so excited about the Lafora Talk Show. Um, and we are so excited to have new guests for you today who are going to be sharing their story and their experience of coming to the US. My name is Tanya Friedman, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Kinetics USA. Um, and I have with me today, John. Hi, John. Hi. And, good morning. And, good morning. And also we have Lanny with us. Hi, Lanny. Hi, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, I want to thank the Lafora admin team for giving us this opportunity. I think that it is an incredible um, opportunity for everybody who's coming to America to learn from those who have come before them um, because coming to the US can be the one of the most exciting but also one of the most challenging experiences that uh, you can in, entail and and I see John is nodding his head right John yep <laughs> And <laughs> um, the reason why the Lafora talk show was was um, was implemented is because um, many nurses, when they come to the U.S., experience culture shock, um, and you can feel very alone and very um, stressed out. Um, and it can be a very difficult initial few months in the U.S. So that is where we want to learn from John and Lanny today. John and Lanny, do you want to, maybe we can start off by you just telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, we're going to be talking for about an hour, everybody. Um, and please stay on until the end, because John and Lanny will be letting us know a little bit about the states where they are living. Um, the U.S. is a huge place and the states are all different. So don't drop off. Keep wait, keep keep listening and watching until the end. And John and Lanny will, will share with you where they live and tell you a little bit about those states. Let's maybe start with you, Lanny. Ladies first, right, John? Yep, ladies first. <laughs> Go ahead, Lanny. Okay. Um, so, Lanny, tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe just, you know, up until the time that you came to the U.S., give us a little bit of your background. Okay, so I came in the United States in 2010. I've been uh, in 2010. I started actually. Uh, I started being a nurse here in 2012. I know uh, my process was a little bit different from the rest of the nurses who came here. I was married to an American citizen. Um, during that time in 2011, I processed all my documents, my papers. My Lenny, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Can you make you maybe make your volume a little louder? Oh yeah, you know what? A little faint. Okay, maybe I should um, use my headphone or my headset. I'm sorry. 
And while Lenny's doing that, if you have any questions, please put them into the chat and I'll be happy to ask the panel. And we ask everybody, please don't direct message the, the guests because it can be a little bit overwhelming. If you have any questions, please just put them into the chat. All right. Go is, ahead, it a little, is it a little bit better now? Yeah, that's a bit better. Okay. So I came in the United States in 2010. Uh, I started processing my papers in 2011. It took me about six months to get all my documents. Um, and I took my NCLEX exam in 2011, December. I got my, um, my license in December of 20, 2011. And I started to work as a PRN nurse in a rehab, in a rehab facility in 2012. That was January, and then I was uh, the church nurse for a rehab facility for about two years, and then they offered me a job to be the evening supervisor, and then four, year, four years later, I became the director of nursing in the facility that I'm working with right now. Wow, what an amazing so, success story, Lanny. That's incredible. You really worked your way up through the ranks, right? Yes, yes, I did. Um, it was a tough. It was a tough time uh, during that during the process of time. Um, before I became a nurse, while I was studying to get my license, I work in a laundry department. I work in a supermarket, just you know to go by until I get my uh, until get I get my license. Wow. And Lenny, did you always have the American dream? Did you always want to come to America? Uh, you know, the first dream I had is I want to go abroad, but not, not, not necessarily in America. I thought I would be okay to work in, um, in other countries. Um, but I think it was a blessing that I came here. Um, it, it was God's plan, maybe, uh, that I came here. Um, when I came here, it was it was total different scenario. It was beyond my expectation. Okay. Well, hold that thought because we want to know why it was beyond your expectations. John, do you want to just tell us a little bit of your history before you came to America? Yeah. First, thank you for having me here. Um, I consider this a great opportunity to give back, like what you've said, to give back to my fellow nurses. So when Gene sent me a message like last year, uh, with with uh, with all those time constraints, with all the conflict with the schedule, I wasn't able to be here. But now I'm I'm happy to kick off this um, talk show uh, with with you guys today. So um, I've been a nurse for ten years now. So before coming here in the U.S., my wife my wife and I um, are are both nurses in Brunei. It's a small country but very rich back in Asia. So the thought of coming here in the U.S. is really out of the picture at that time because I believe that. Uh, while we were there, um, our life there are, are fairly comfortable. We're well compensated. We have great, great community there. So we feel like we'll be retiring there. But after my wife and I revisited our fate goals that we've been writing down for several years, we saw there the things that we want to do, the things that we are believing God for. And we saw there that uh, we've been wanting to um, explore some other opportunities overseas. So one of those is going to the UK into the US too. So I got a, um, an opportunity to work and to study in the UK as well. But the drawback of that is I will be leaving my newborn son and my wife at that time. Mm -hmm. So but they told me that um, I can bring my family later after I finish um, a certain period amount of time serving them. 
So for me, family is non-negotiable. So um, I declined the offer respectfully. I told them that um, I can't do that. So and then they eventually closed that opportunity for me. So we prayed again. I believe God for other opportunity here in the U.S. So I started my NCLEX journey at tail end of 2016. And then after I passed it, um, I immediately applied. So I got like eight interviews and eight offers at the same time. So my wife and I wow. sat down. My wife and I sat down, reviewed all the offers, and decided which offer we're going to take. So we, I, I consider ourselves fairly new here. So because we we arrived here October 2019. So I, I think um, our process is um, fast as compared to others because. Um, some of my friends wait for 10 long years to be here. And for us, the process the process for our papers just took basically less than three years, if I may say. Wow. Wow. And, and it's so interesting that you and Lenny come from such different backgrounds and came to the U.S. in such a different way. Um, but I think that, you know, you, you're correct when you say that it, it, it can be different to what you expect. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have a picture in your mind. And I think that's the importance of doing the Lafora talk show is often people have a, a picture in their mind of what it's going to be like. And when you come here, it can be very different. Lanny, can you tell us about your first few days of when you came to America? Any funny oh, stories? Yeah, the first, uh, the first impression I got when I came here is I was asking, where are the people? <laughs> I have not seen um, I saw a lot of cars, buildings, but there's no people around. Um, it was a little bit different for me. I like, I usually in my country, I like to talk to my friends on a daily basis. And when I came here, it's like, I don't know my neighbors. I didn't know anyone. Um, when I go to the supermarket, it's, 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 it's totally different. Um, I used to just you know, have a cashier to do my my uh, my grocery my groceries, but then I have to do it on my own. So it's everything you have to do it on your own. Um, that was a little bit um, different. Um, the food is different. I the portion of the food are really large, and uh, yes, I the first um, I went to KFC. That first the first uh, fast food restaurant I went to was KFC. And I can't believe I was ordering a chicken and a potato or something. And it was a huge, huge, um, huge food in like front of me. Like for a family. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was something. Okay, so, so very different to what you expected. And many people have that, that same experience. John, what was it like for you the first few days? Um... First day of our stay here in the U.S., we just uh, we were accompanied by the hospital transport going to get set up to our new apartment that's provided by my employer. And then after that, we went to um, a phone line company to set up our phone lines. And then we were accompanied to, to Walmart to, to do our grocery. So mm -hmm. my wife and I grabbed these two cards so that um, our grocery trip will be much faster. And then lo and behold, uh, my wife, my wife's card is full of all essential items <laughs> and mine were all non-essential so basically i got all all bars of chocolates m&m peanut butter um m&m pretzels m&m dark chocolate all those kind of stuff and i have this um chips that's um that's a size like a pillowcase 
So I have all those in my cart. So basically, I was basically I was enticed with all those things that I I, I saw in front of me. So my wife was just laughing at me and was like, "What did you all get?" And um, and with those um huge portion of meal that we get in the restaurant, yeah, I was a bit surprised as well because I was ordering always um a large portion of for me back home, but here um the I think the server was surprised that I'm ordering an extra large portion. <laughs> it seems like it can serve like three, four, five people in the family. Two families devouring it. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. And when you go go to the grocery and we buy some stuff, they're like, oh, it's one dollar. No, that's fifty pesos. No, it's not like that. It's, it was different. But in the beginning, you, yeah, in the beginning, you convert all the time. And yes. So, so do you think what do you think do you think that's a good idea for people to be converting when they arrive mm-hmm. here no i don't think so <laughs> why why not oh it's totally different the cost um you you are spending dollars here um yep. back in the country we're spending pesos so it's it's it's, it's different um yeah. no we shouldn't be doing that yeah i totally agree with Len. if you're a tourist here yeah probably it's a good way to you know to track your expenses by converting but if you're earning dollars and you're spending dollars, I don't think it's reasonable for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's where also it's important to come with enough money saved up because a lot of people feel that I know, I know Lenny, your situation was different, but a lot of people feel if they come here with a job that they're going to start working right away. What would you say to someone just in terms of the money that they need to bring with them to make sure that they're comfortable? Because often, oftentimes, especially now with the pandemic, you know, you've got to apply for social security. You might have to have a background check, a medical exam. Um, you have to maybe wait for a quarantine, orientation. You know, there's a lot of things. Um, so what would you say in terms of that to anybody who's coming? Uh, I, I do believe uh, before they come in here, they have to think like, um, I'm not sure with the other companies, but uh, usually we do have a bi-weekly um, the paycheck so they have to think like um can you spend or do you have enough money to stay for like a month i do believe that when they come in here with their employer they have already the job but they're not gonna get paid right away uh so most likely you have to really save up at least i'm I'm not sure but maybe roughly about over a thousand like about a thousand or two thousand dollars for one month and then you start building your salary and then you start up uh having savings in your account so i do think but for do for those person also who knows how to drive already i do they have to have savings at least to make a payment for for a car for to start with yeah john what 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 are your thoughts well before coming here i was told to bring like ten thousand dollars not more than ten thousand dollars well if you do have that kind of money well feel free to bring it but to be honest, uh, during our first month here, we really didn't spend that uh, ten thousand dollars amount of money for our expenses here. So if I if I can you know fairly say that probably just bring half of it, and for sure you will get your um, your salary like on same thing. We're we're getting our salary on a bi-weekly basis. So with with your extra savings plus the salary that you're expecting to get, you know I think you'll 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 be able to cover all your expenses for that month and. Um, for us, when I get started here, I didn't really start here as a nurse uh, because 
we need to get our license here first. So we were required to be physically present here in the state of Missouri before we get our um, RN license. So I worked as a nurse tech for a week and then eventually got my license. But even though I'm working as a tech for about a week, I still can get my I, I still get my um, RN pay um, at that time because that's what's stipulated in my contract. So basically, yeah. it really depends on how you uh, budget. So it's it's really important that um of having that ha having that habit of um budgeting because if you will just budget when you come here in the US I I will say it's it's really difficult so right mm -hmm. now while waiting for your papers to be ready for you to be here you should track all your expenses know mm -hmm. your um know know where your money is going so that when you come here you know it, it will be easy for you to uh to track all your expenses there are like available apps there that you can use to make your life easier in tracking all your expenses, so I think um, that would be a big, um, a big heads up, a, a big advantage for everyone uh, before coming here of having all those kinds of things in their pocket. Yeah, I think it's good advice. Uh, you know, speak to the company. You know, your 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 agency, if they're staffing company or direct hire, and they can advise you in terms of the amount that you need to bring. Obviously, the more you can bring, the better because you're going to be more comfortable. Um, but I think really good advice about budgeting because I've been doing this for many, many years. I was an immigrant myself. I came here 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, the one thing that I do see with some nurses is they will come here and they've been waiting so long to come to America that they're going to go out and buy all kinds of mm. shiny things and exciting objects and the best cars and, you know, even two cars or things like that and I think it's really good advice to keep your expenses low and to budget in the beginning and really kind of get a sense of the footing of how how it works when you get paid um, and and how often you get paid and um, you know just to be able to kind of get into a rhythm on the financial yeah. side mm -hmm. because yeah. otherwise you get yourself very very stressed um, where you maybe didn't realize when you were going to start working, when you were going to start earning, how often you get paid, what taxes are like. So, um, you know, I would really, I, I think you're 100% correct, is to bring as much as you can, but also to, to be careful and to budget, especially in the beginning. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. I always have this thought in mind that you, you work for the things you want to get and that on that work on the things that you already have. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, if you already have things that you want to work for. You're basically, you know, just tied paying all your loans, paying the two cars that you, yeah. you, you barely used. Other than, you know, you try to save for it, you know, invest it. And then once you get that uh, good amount of money, then, you know, you can buy whatever you want rather than, you know, putting yourself in a deep loan and get Correct. so tired of picking yeah, up so many, so many shifts just for you to pay all your loans, pay your debts. And like what you've said, it's tiring. That, yeah. that would be really tiring. Yeah, yeah. And very, very stressful. It Coming is. Coming to America is, is, can be very stressful in the first few months. We don't want to scare anyone, but that's the reality. There's a lot of things that are different, yeah. Yeah. a lot of changes and a lot of culture shock. So you don't want to add financial stress to that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit like on the clinical side, Lenny and, and John, can tell us a little bit about how things were different on the clinical side, what you learned and what advice you would give to um, anybody who's watching today. Yeah, uh, in my in, in my side, um, I did not have a lot of ex experience before I was a nurse here in the United States. Back home, um, the last I had, I volunteered for two months in a primary care hospital, and when I came here, it was a, a little very different. Everything we do are in are computerized. Everything uh, we have done for the patient are all um, uh, you, you really have it to document everything you are doing. Um, the, the main thing that I could remember that really shocked me is hospice patient because back home we didn't have those. Um, when I came here, the first hospice patient I had was, um, there, there was this guy who was about to die and I was asked to give, you know, Roxanol or morphine sulfate. And I know for a fact that if you give this dose to a patient, you know they can die or you know but i was so skeptical to give it and because you know i was i'm not used to it and i have to give that medication every four hours i said if i give this one i'm very sure that this patient's gonna die or something like that i did not have the understanding at that time and until i realized like oh okay this is not a bad thing to do this is to make your patient comfortable to make your patient not no not suffering when they're passing. Um, the other thing also is the patient ratio. Um, the patient ratio here back home, we have like one nurse to 60 patients in the ER when I was a student, but not here. It's a, it's a different. They have a law that you can only um, that uh, nurse to patient ratio. And uh, if you go over, I mean, the company will be in trouble. Um, those those things um and from in our country also we usually typically the uh, patients and the family of the patients has a lot of respect about you like you know they are almost like following what you are saying uh, what you instructed them to do but here it's different it's like we are scared in my own i was i'm scared of the patient i'm scared of the family because they are very vocal, they are very open, they say what they want, and this is what I want, this is what I want for my mom, for my dad, and this kind of things. And um, also, well, I work with, with elderly patients. Um, it's totally different because uh, some of the patients I work with cannot make their own decision, but I have to have other family, you know, consult with other family, call somebody who has durable power of attorney, even if the patient has, is still in the right mind. Um, this kind of things. It's um, but it was um, it. I learned a lot um, in the United States. Um, the the culture is total different from our country. But uh, other than that, the people here are really nice too. So okay, so a lot of different things mm -hmm. that you were experiencing that were very different. John, what about you? Well, there's a huge difference from my practice before. Well, I came from a traditional pen and paper documentation, and we get to have these um, small cards where we get to pass meds um, each time. But here, everything is computerized. So basically, the learning curve for me is so steep that I was kind of like thinking that, what am I doing here? 
because <laughs> I, I I have to traverse on on how to use the computer, how to do the charting there. But after I got used to it, after I got um, acquainted uh, fairly to that system, things just became pretty fine. And I believe that you know, um, in the floor where I'm working with right now, um, they are the best people that I've ever met here because they made my transition really smooth. And one thing that I can say with the hospital that I'm currently working with right now. Uh, they they prepared us, you know. They prepared all their international nurses for for the transition here. They gave us all the trainings that we can get, all the live classes, all the online seminars, workshops. So basically, after we send out to the wolves, so if I may say, on the floor, you know, we're we're prepared. You know, we're we're all equipped, we're all empowered to do to do our jobs. Because you know, I I don't think that they question our our knowledge and ability in giving. Um, Equality care, but I think the reason why they're doing all those stuff is they want they want us to be in line and in the same page with them, in giving in giving care to their to their patients and their clients. So basically, in terms of like you know, um, giving us the opportunity and how to be like them, I I feel like you know everything has been given to us. And then in terms of like um, asking for help and asking questions, because um, I've worked with other nationalities before. So basically, even though they're not, not, they're not pretty sure of what they're going to do, they, they still do it. But here, there's always a timeout. They always, mm-hmm. they always say that, um, are we confident in doing this? Are we comfortable in doing this? If not, we'll consult the, um, the manual, we'll consult the guidelines, the policies, or even we'll ask someone to do that for us. So in here, you know, asking those kind of help is really mandatory for us to deliver a safe care. So it's not about who me being great in doing that, me being recognized in doing something that's impossible, but you know, it's making sure that we're giving a safe care to, to all our patients. And that's what I appreciate here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it gave me, like, you know, it removed a lot of pressure on my shoulder because my manager um, has been telling them that I have a, I've been in nursing uh, for the last 10 years. So it, it puts a lot of great, great pressure in me. So, but every time I see them, how they do their work, I just basically copied it. You know, mm-hmm. I just basically tell them if, if, the, if that thing worked for them, I think that will work for me too. And that's great. That's one of the great things about Filipinos where um, we're flexible and we're, we're the kind of human beings that's easily to adapt to their environment. So I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I was able to somehow um, copy what they're doing for me to be effective in what I'm expected to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's great that you that you shared that. It sounds like you had a lot of support at your organization, um, and you know, I know the organization, and I know that they, they do a great job, of course. Um, but the you know, there are some hospitals that or some nursing homes that you might go to that might not give as much support. What, what advice would you give to somebody who, because every organization is different and sometimes people don't know how to help a, um, an international nurse to adapt. What advice would you give to a nurse that finds themselves in that situation? Because there are some nurses that find themselves in that situation. Yes, um, in, in my side, I did have, um, t- I always tell them that if you are not comfortable, usually you are given a number of days of, of training, orientation and training. After that days, if you are not comfortable to work by yourself, speak up. Let your manager know, hey, I still need more days for training. I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? And I do think if you speak up, they will, they will not let you, they will not let you 
they will not let you work on the floor if you are not comfortable to work by yourself without any trainer. Uh, I do also believe, uh, like, usually when they, um, you will have your supervisors, your managers, your director of nursing, you go up with them, talk to them, and let them know that you do not be embarrassed that you didn't know how to do certain things. Do not be embarrassed that hey, I, I forgot how to open an ampules or I forgot to do this, do that, ask questions. And yeah. um, yes, and then they will, I'm very sure that they will give support if you speak up to them. Yeah. John, anything to add to that? I'm sorry, uh, Tanya, I wasn't able to get your, uh, your question earlier. I oh, think your I line was getting back on my end. Oh, okay. I was just saying that if um, it's, you know, your organization had a lot of support for you when you arrived, but if somebody goes to a, a healthcare facility and there isn't as much support, what advice would you give to them? Well, connect to a community like this, you know, because exactly. you, you, will, you, will, you will learn a lot from, from all the people here in Lefora. Because, yeah. um, you know, I think this Facebook page is built to, some, to help everyone who, who wants to come here and who's already here. So feel free to you know shoot a message to everyone who's in this group. I believe that you know those people will be glad to be of help. And um, I totally agree with Lanny said. If you're not really comfortable of doing a certain procedure that you're expected to do, you know feel 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 free to do pushbacks. Feel free to ask some help because I don't feel like you know you will be devalued when you do that. Instead, you know, mm -hmm. they, they will think highly of you because you're not just thinking of yourself, but you're thinking of your patients, yes. of the team, and, you know, and the, and the hospital as well. So it, it will not make you a lesser individual when, when you mm -hmm. do that. You know, always feel free to ask help, you know, seek experts, seek, uh, seek advice, because that's one thing that I appreciate here in the U.S. And you know, no one is, well, everyone here is confident, but the thing is they're not highly confident that they will do things that, you know, that can harm others. Yes, yes. Yeah. Always yeah. ask questions. Do not be embarrassed to ask questions. Consult all the time. Um, also, I know we Filipinos, we tend to do everything what we put us. They will ask us to, hey, can you cover a shift? Can you do this? Can you do that? Stay over. Come in early. Um, yes. Oh. Um, I do also um, want to let them know that it's okay to say no sometimes. Most of the time. Okay. It's yeah. okay to say no. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. Don't be shy. Not because yeah. they sponsor you or they, they ask you to come in here. You can't say no. Please don't do that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point, Lenny. I think it's really just being assertive. Is the, is the difference because I know with a lot of Filipinos, you know, you're taught from a young age to be humble, to be shy, um, and the American culture is just very different. And if you mm -hmm. don't learn to stand up for yourself and ask mm -hmm. for help or ask questions, as both of you have said, it's gonna, you're gonna make your life much more difficult. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.